0: Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Healthy Podcast, brought to you in association with Holland & Barrett. I'm your host, Editorial Director Ellie Hughes. Today we're joined by Katie Besco, who specialises in quick, easy, affordable vegan cooking. Forget fancy and complicated ingredients. Everything Katie uses can be bought in your local supermarket or down your high street. With several books to her name, including 5 Ingredient Vegan, 15 Minute Vegan, and Vegan Takeaways, it's fair to say that if you're looking for an easy and delicious way to get a bit more plant-based, then Katie is your woman. Katie is joining us today to talk about her plant-based story and to share her tips on simple ways to eat a bit better. Welcome Katie, it's great Hello. to have you here today Thanks coming for having to us me. from Yorkshire, is that right? That's right, yeah, it gives it away a bit doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You stop talking. laughs> so just let's just start, I'd love to know your kind of background and how you got, got into this and kind of became really, in, in my world anyway, the kind of face of very easy, approachable, kind of plant-based eating
1: so i completely fell into it um, I, I started a very different career in the nhs um, i was at university studying physiotherapy ooh, way back in 2006 um, and i stumbled across a fruit and veg market in south london in tootin um, i was at the time i thought london was paved with gold i got down there and realized actually i've got no money i'm gonna have yeah. to cook here you know <laughs> from scratch um, and we just started cooking with with natural ingredients um i found it was cheaper healthier and actually so much easier don't really need that much skill to throw through a few things Things together, Um, so I I just started to put things together, and people were asking me for the recipes, just friends and family. Um, So I decided to put them onto a blog, which at the time was called Little Miss Meat Free, and just a random name I picked. Um, And within a few months, I started getting some magazine commissions, um, and just just went from there really, and it grew. And I started some social media channels, and. And the rest is, is history. Yeah, so, so it's complete, changed my career.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Completely organic. And just, you know, what, what a sign of how good the recipes were that they just kind of took off kind of under their own steam, really. Definitely so, wasn't planned. Oh, <laughs> how brilliant when things work out that way. It's fantastic, isn't it? And so what about the kind of vegan side of things? Were you always vegan always plant-based you know what 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 do you describe yourself as and 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 why yeah so
1: I'm absolutely vegan I've been vegan for 13 years um I was vegetarian before that vegetarian from childhood brought up in a family of me and two veg eaters um who are now vegetarians and vegans they just find it's an easier way to cook and it's a nicer way to enjoy food um yeah I'm completely vegan I don't wear any vegan um I don't wear any any animal products or leather silk so I, I go to the stream of, um, of being completely animal free in my life
0: yeah and so what's driving that
1: it's ethical really um and I just find it's a really balanced way to to live life it's it's you know financially it's much better um I think it's a much cheaper way to eat which controversially people say is it really but yeah, I, I was going to ask you exactly <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> if you if you eat you know if you, it's like any diet isn't it if you're eating a lot of processed food it's going to be expensive but if you cook from scratch and it doesn't mean standing for hours in the kitchen but you know if you're using good ingredients from scratch it's a lot cheaper um but I just find that vegan food gives me the space to be able to experiment with with different flavors different textures different foods that i would never have eaten before
0: if i just kept on a vegetarian diet yeah so take me back to that market in teaching then um, and obviously there are kind of, you know, Teeting's quite a diverse area ethnically as well. What were the kind of fresh foods that you were seeing in that market that just really inspired you to, oh, that was to get Yeah.
1: So many beautiful. I mean, at the time there was, um, you know, tamarinds and there was lots of exotic fruits and veggies, big sacks of lentils thinking I could do a lot with those lentils. Um, but obviously at the time, I mean, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a home cook. I'm not a trained chef. Everything, you know, it's just, it's, it's uh, aimed at people who cook from home. And cause I do that, you know, that's, that's the key to it. Um, but at the time, I just wanted to recreate what my mum would have cooked at home. So I was thinking, I'm going to use those lentils to make a shepherd's pie. and I'm going to buy some sweet potatoes to make that lovely topping. Um, and it was just about recreating those foods that I really enjoyed. Um, and at the time, back in 2006, there wasn't a huge variety of um, processed vegan foods. You'd have to um, really sort of look look for them. Where now, obviously, the supermarkets, it's you can get anything. And um, so at the time, I had to sort of think on my feet and think, how am I going to recreate this? you know, mince type dish in order to, to make the shepherd's pie. So it was it was great to go back to basics and it let it let it come quite naturally.
0: Yeah. So all your recipes you cook yourself, you test yourself before you post them or put them in the book. Definitely. So, yeah tested
1: a few times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're your own kind of taster and tester really are you kind of has to go through your your standards yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) friends and family love it when I'm testing because they get lots of portions of of, uh, food for their freezer because I freeze everything because often people say you know can I freeze this this something I'm gonna have to cook every day because in reality no one's gonna cook every single day are they it's nice to be able to cook up a batch of food pop some in the freezer for for another time
0: yeah. so you know, do, everything gets frozen yeah well. I mean some of the recipes are just almost ridiculously easy the kind of 15 <laughs> minute thing it's like surely you know everyone's got 15 minutes in a day exactly yeah,
1: yeah. And, I, and I think as well if, if you you don't have to do anything fancy you can actually pack loads of flavour in you know you can use a jar of harissa and it does the job of how many different spices it's just thinking about food a little bit differently and and just being bit lazy as well and just thinking what can I do that will reduce the effort here.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. (laughs) Lazy, (laughs) lazy Lazy homemade cookings. Perfect. So what are some of your real go-to flavours? You've mentioned Harissa, which I absolutely love. How would you use that?
1: Yeah, Harissa, so you can obviously put it in, excuse me you can obviously put it in uh, like an aubergine kebab so you can use it as a glaze and um, you can pop it into a tagine without having to add loads of different other flavours. this is great. I even love it stirred through yoghurt um, and just used as like a topping on something some like a Middle Eastern tray bake. Um, it's just a great ingredient. I think it's, it's great to have. An, you know, having things like pesto, you can buy so many vegan pestos now or you can make up a jar and keep it in mm. the fridge and just popping it on, you know, on what you want pastas, um, you know, just staring through sort of green vegetables it just gives everything a lift so I think key ingredients there you know just just keep a few jars of of antipasti and some lovely things that you can just liven your food up
0: yeah. So if you were doing a vegan pesto, what, what swaps would you make then for the parmesan?
1: Yeah, so I tend to just use pine nuts, um, oli- really good olive oil, lots of um, lots of basil and also some fresh leaf parsley as well, just to bring it all together. Of course, you can use some vegan cheeses or some nutritional yeast, but I actually find that the pine nuts, if you toast them first, it gives almost like a slight cheesy background flavour anyway. Okay.
0: Okay. Now, I was going to ask you about nutritional yeast because that's kind of Something that we've heard about a lot, kind of quite recently, actually, as being a bit of a hero kind of yeah. way of adding flavour to, to vegan food
1: do, do you use it a lot um to be honest i don't use it an awful lot it's something um it's always good to have some in the cupboard and i know there's people who absolutely you know dunk a spoon into it in <laughs> nutritional yeast but it's great to add that cheesy background flavor especially with something like if you're doing a potato top pie and you just want some cheesy flavor in the background it's great for that sort of thing um and again it's, it's full of all your, your b vitamins so it's a good thing to have in the cupboard alongside a jar of yeast extracts which of course is another delicious yeah. way to add lots like, of B
0: vitamins yeah. to your diet. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you raised a good point there, actually, about kind of um, nutrition and B vitamins and, and things like that, that vegans might miss out on if, you know, they're not careful. And in fact, we all, you know, anyone could miss out on getting the nutritional balance right unless they, they pay attention, but it's a little bit harder, I think, it's fair to say, for for vegans. Uh, I hope that's not too controversial, I'm sure some people will disagree, but what do you do to make sure you're kind of getting a good balance of nutrition across your diet every day?
1: like any diet you know it has if it's full of processed foods you're not going to get you know your, your nutritional um, values that you need for the day I think it's just about being aware of it and a lot of the processed foods so when I say processed I don't always mean bad but your um, plant-based milks um, anything like that is often fortified with lots of vitamins and minerals including B12 which of course is a big uh, big thing for vegans you want to be able to get as much B12 as, as you can um, so it's just about making sure you're incorporating some of that in your diet yeast extracts nutritional yeast if you want to use it just within your cooking you don't have to stand with a spoon eating marmite or anything um but i think as well it's, it's always good if you're worried about it to take a supplement on a daily basis um i find that for my diet it's i, I eat quite a lot of different types of food and i feel like i don't lack anything i have plenty mm. of energy and and um, that's never a problem but it's always good to know that there are those supplements out there and there's plenty that are available for vegans as well
0: so in terms of protein then what's your kind of favorite go-to proteins
1: um, or oh, I always have lots of cans of lentils and beans um, in the in the It sounds really boring, doesn't it? Lentils and beans in oh, the I cupboard. Love them, it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're making a really delicious creamy dal, you know, you, you forget that actually this is packed with protein. It's just delicious, isn't it? And it's, uh, you know, I think you have to think of food as a bigger picture rather than just like a nutritional entity. I think it has to be. Food and eating goes so much more than nutrition, doesn't it? You have to enjoy what you're eating. No one's going to enjoy just eating a can of beans. You know, it's, well, you might, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're adding it into a lovely chickpea curry or chana masala, just absolutely make it delicious and just pack it with flavour. You're just getting all the benefits without having to really think about too much about. What, yeah. What
0: you're yeah, and I have to say all your recipes, um, the photography is always amazing and they always look so kind of inviting and really um shareable as well, kind of the food that you'd want to just put on a table and everyone dig in and you know, real kind of communal sociable food yeah, so and that's what food's about I was brought up in a family of people who love food and every
1: celebration we all enjoy food so it's always been big plates of food I never just cook one thing you know and it's nice to have lots of sharing plates and have everyone tuck in and just that's what food's about isn't it enjoying it and um just just getting to know each other with food and through yeah. food so your mum
0: was a big home cook from the sounds of it Did she? Inspire yeah you? <laughs> definitely yeah we
1: always had <laughs> lovely home cooked food um my sister my sister's 11 years older than me and she's a very vegetarian growing up so my mum always had to cook like vegetarian food for her and then I became vegetarian so there was always a few meals going on I think which maybe inspired all the sharing dishes that we had yeah. um and then gradually over the time my family have just become vegetarian vegan anyway so but yeah there's always celebrations and it's always about food <laughs> and no <laughs> oh, one's I, complaining <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I certainly wouldn't be complaining so what would be your favorite thing to cook for a kind of nice family big lazy family lunch for a birthday or something like that, what would you do that feels special but is also plant-based?
1: I think something that you can prep in advance is always good because then you can just get on with having a nice time, you know, and and see people greet people. I think something like a a chickpea (coughs) apricot um, tagine, something like that. Lots of preserved lemons, um, lots of parsley, and finish off with some pomegranate. So it's really it looks jeweled, you know. When you put it to the table, you can put it from the oven straight onto the table in a nice, you know, cast iron pot. There's a real sense of occasion there. Um, Mm. Serve it with some tabbouleh and some flatbreads, some hummus, and you know, you don't even have to. Like make your own hummus you can buy some good hummus and just um you know get some pomegranate on there and some olive oil and just make it look really fancy but I think it's all just about you know doing things in advance um as much as you can and just just enjoying the moment and just celebrating food but I think if in a special occasion if you can get something on the table that you can all dig into and it looks fabulous too and yeah. like people think you put loads it's of effort in when you haven't. <laughs> yeah.
0: So little. I love things like pomegranate. They always just look so pretty, and preserved lemon as well. So that's a flavour that I'm not that familiar with, but I know um, it's quite trendy. Yeah. How would you describe that kind of flavour? How do you use
1: that? It's, it's great. And you can actually buy it in sort of preserved lemon pastes as well now in supermarkets. It's a bit easier to use than having to sort of like crush the preserved lemons. I mean, it's good. It gives a real good sense of saltiness to the dish as well. And it just that lemon background cuts through. Sometimes if you use fresh lemon when you cook something, it can go a little bitter. But mm. I find that preserved lemon doesn't have that bitterness. It, it keeps its zinginess without the bitterness. So it's great to keep some, keep some in the cupboard. Awesome, some of the paste again—it's yeah. super. It makes so what it would super you, what easy. Kind
0: of, what would you add it to? What kind of dishes would you add it to? Because I always think chicken. Obviously, that's not. not yeah,
1: that <laughs> tagine would absolutely work. Or even if you were doing an aubergine tray bake again with some really nice Middle Eastern flavours, you could use it there as well, just to give it that extra bit of thing. um it's really versatile. You can even—I've even seen it recently um, with basil um, and and sorbet. So it's almost like a dessert. So oh, wow. lemon sorbet, I yeah. blended through with some basil, and it's like real sweet and savoury dessert yeah that sounds amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting really hungry it's it's, it's, it's kind of quite you know it's sort of the the morning first thing is just morning but actually talking about all this food is making me really
1: we need to do now
0: (laughs) so if someone um you know maybe maybe a younger person maybe not but someone who feels a bit nervous about cooking but they're moved out of their parents home or they're just getting going what kind of advice would you give someone who wants to start out with a bit of plant-based eating what are some easy things that people can do you know, it's just about keeping it
1: simple. So the sort of foods that you enjoy eating already, just recreate them as vegan. And it doesn't mean you have to buy lots of vegan meats or anything. Just think outside the box a little bit. So if you want to make a bolognese, you think, what am I going to replace that mince with? Um, Use your same bolognese recipe and just use a can of green lentils or some poi lentils. Um, it's a lot cheaper as well and it's actually Mm. a lot easier you don't have to worry about cooking them you know if it's a cat they're already pre-cooked so you don't have to worry about actually is this cooked through am I going to get ill from eating it you know as you would with with meat and so it's just about recreating those those recipes and just keeping it simple and don't try and don't try and achieve anything too much you know in in once I think it, it you knock your confidence in the kitchen. If you find that, you know, you've got lots going on, you just keep it simple. And if you're looking at sort of becoming plant-based, just replace one meal a day, maybe start mm-hmm. one meal a week, you know, meat-free Monday. It's such a big thing. It um, doesn't have to be a Monday. You can do it any day of the week, but and then just gradually make one meal a day vegan. And it's just an easy way to do it. Just switch up your, your milk for plant-based milk and just make some swaps like that. There's so many great vegan cheeses now as well. Yeah. It
0: can just replace them. Um, so you're quite the a big fan of cans from what i can tell from what you've been saying you don't feel any need to kind of soak your pulses overnight or do anything like that you're happy with it, with a good can
1: yeah absolutely I mean it's it's fine if you have the time but in reality I know I don't have the time anyway and the last was so long in the cupboard um you know things like red lentils um anything like bulgur wheat is great to keep dried they're easy to use but anything that I might need to cook and soak for hours on end I'll likely use a can it's much more convenient yeah, and I'm more, I'm more likely to cook it you know mm. rather than if i probably for something that had to start yesterday i'll end up not not doing it so
0: yeah. <laughs> or like rushing it at the end and actually it hasn't you know cooked enough because it yeah. needs 10 hours or something ridiculous and yeah.
1: that's it and you end up sort of half a dish and it's not right yeah. is it and you end up having to blend it as
0: soup <laughs> yeah. oh i love that and nice i said all tips if it's all gone wrong <laughs> make soup <laughs> I always have some soup in the freezer that yeah. thing's definitely gone wrong <laughs> So, I mean, I love this thing about cans, because people were quite snobby about cans. Um, but they seem to be kind of staging a bit of a, not even the comeback, but people, you know, people seem to be becoming more aware that actually, they're just as good, if not better than kind of doing That's the schlep no of going from, you know, fresh...
1: I think as well now especially with, with like pulses and beans and lentils they're often they contain no added sugar and of course with with chickpeas you've got the benefit of using the chickpea water as aquafaba. so you can use this as a binding agent in cookies um in meringues it makes fail safe meringues um I was never able to make meringues before right. with eggs I was never able to do it but with aquafaba, I find I can do them all the time just make sure you go unsalted um <laughs> with those with the
0: salty okay. meringues like good <laughs> you're, you're almost convincing me. I mean I'm really I'm I also for some reason I've got like a couple of things that I really can't make and meringue is one of them. <laughs> I just don't know why like I've followed every recipe that I can find for the letter. Really? What do you think Aquafaba <laughs> like, works for
1: you in the meringue? Yeah, definitely. It's I found that like, it's fail safe. Yeah. I've even I've even had a bit of a go doing adding a little bit to to pancakes and cookies and it's a really good bind. But when you say to people it's chickpea water, you get that response. And I suppose in my head I still think, oh what a weird thing to do. I don't know who discovered that. Who would who would think about using that? <laughs> but I mean, you know, canned food in general, you know, it gets a lot of snubber. I think especially like canned vegetables. Um and, but I mean, I to, in terms of vegetables, I always have like some frozen vegetables available, like edamame beans, because they're so convenient and easy to use, and they're fresh. You know, when you use them, they've been they've been frozen at source, and they're great. Okay. Um, but I, I've, in one of my books, I've got a recipe for um, Bombay potatoes, and it actually uses canned potatoes. And I had a lot of people saying, "I would never use canned potatoes," but actually, you know, if you've got 15 minutes to spare, and you want a side dish to go with your beautiful curry that you've been cooking for hours, if you've got a kind can of, you know potatoes in the cupboard and you're going to add loads of spices anyway it's a perfect way to do it yeah
0: no I love it I think it's a great idea and I've never ever thought before about frozen edamame beans either so what, how do you yeah, use yeah. those just add them straight into the wok
1: yeah a couple of minutes to cook just cook from frozen and it's great because if you get a pack of them you might not eat them all at once and you know it's one of those things that you're going to really use them but if they're frozen you can get them there's no waste because you can just get them out as you need them yeah um yeah they're always, I tend to have some you can add them over a salad into a stir fry they're great to have around yeah,
0: I guess that's a thing people don't often think about, or I maybe don't so much. You know, you might freeze your leftovers, but actually if you're starting with frozen veg in the first place, you can just take what you need. Yeah.
1: Definitely, it's such a great way. I think, yeah. for, especially for people who might be the only vegan in the house, or um, they might have people who just really don't want to eat edamame beans or that sort of vegetable. You just get out what you need. You're not wasting a load, and it's you know it's a much cheaper way to eat, and it's much much more environmentally friendly, really, because you you've you've got it there, and you're not having to make excessive trips out and excessive waste.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because obviously at the moment, and I guess it's going to go on for a while, it's harder to go out shopping. You know, you're going to probably have to queue for a bit longer. You might have to go on your own into a shop. You know, you haven't got your, someone else in your household with you to help carry stuff. Um, so what would you kind of suggest in terms of getting products that last longer? I and mean, obviously you've said cans and frozen stuff, which are brilliant ideas what else is there is there anything else that you can kind of yeah. have in the store cupboard what are your real staples your go-tos
1: obviously things like um bulgur wheat is great um if you're making tabbouleh or you can use it to bulk out casserole something like pell barley as well um i avoided pell barley for so many years because it, it just sounds a bit weird doesn't it it sounds like something you don't want to eat but it's a great way of it's it t- doesn't take up much space in your cupboard but obviously when it cooks it doubles in size so it's you know you're getting quite a lot of packing in a lot of energy and a lot of stodge as well into your food yeah. with a little cupboard space i don't know if you can can see on the video we've got here but I've got a really tiny kitchen and I've always had tiny kitchens and um, so space is of an essence for me so I don't have excessive even though I've tested a lot of things I don't have excessive things it's quite nice to keep quite a minimal kitchen and not yeah. have things go to waste but things like jars of um, curry paste like the concentrated curry paste um, if, a bit of a tip for that is I, I don't know about you but I tend to leave it in the jar for so long that you go and it doesn't look too fresh so I have an ice cube tray that I fill with curry paste mm. And pop it in the freezer and you can just pop one out as, before you want to use it that way it keeps it absolutely fresh yeah. the flavors don't get disturbed at all um so even like thai thai green curry paste and things i have a, a freezer tray for those and just use them so i think using cupboard space and using freezer space as well um it's a really it's you have to sort of think about how you're actually going to utilize that yeah, and, No,
0: you know, I, know that I do. Yeah.
1: keeping you know obviously a lot of people you keep um frozen you keep herbs frozen in ice cube trays as well that's quite good um i think just just packing in lots of flavor into your store cupboards you know with with the um the pre-made um spice blends and things um and just just so you're not having to have excessive amounts of things in the cupboard but yeah cans frozen stuff absolutely don't it. and pasta you can't go wrong with that. if there's any pasta on the shelves these days i don't know <laughs>
0: So pasta's not always vegan though, is it? Because some's got egg in it. So how do you have to just yeah. read the labels and know what you're doing?
1: Yeah, most the pasta in the supermarket, if it's dried, is vegan. Um, it's just sort of um, semolina flour and water. Um, but yeah, always check the label. I find any of the fresh pastas usually contain egg. Um, and the more expensive pastas that are dried often contain as well, egg as well. But in the supermarkets, if you just have a look, um, yeah, most of their own brands, supermarket brands and the high street brands are, are actually vegan. Which is yeah, great. So another brilliant
0: reason to kind of keep it cheap and simple, really. Exactly. <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it, yeah. again, it's another thing, isn't it? It doesn't take too much room in your cupboard, but actually, you can make quite a lot of food with with a pack of pasta. Feed quite
0: yeah. a lot of people. So tell me a bit about plant milks then, because that's something that um, you said, and I and I completely see the wisdom of it. That that's you know something that people can make as a quite an easy swap. Um, but what, you know, how would you use the different milks? Because it can be quite intimidating or quite confusing to someone that's got no idea of kind of had to get started how, yeah. how would you suggest someone get started i mean a it's
1: a real problem these days that there's so many back <laughs> in the day so it was many, like yeah. you had you had soy milk and it wasn't great but that's all you had um, and i think you know when people try soy milk they might think that's a really strange taste and it can separate in milk and in, in tea and anything hot you know it can it's a bit strange and um, but now there's such you know there's such a wide where do you even start with it um, i would say personally that i found that um co- blended coconut milks and um oat milks actually have more of a similar consistency to milk to cow's milk um, yeah. where the other milks have a nuttier flavor like your almonds and even macadamia nut milk if you if you go in there um, and they're lovely um, I love hazelnut milk as well. If you, you know, in winter, I tend to buy that and um, to put in a hot chocolate, it makes wonderful hot chocolate. Oh, it like, delicious. You know, yeah. yeah, chocolate hazelnut milk. But really you want something versatile because you don't want to have lots of different milks in your house to use for different different things. Oat milk's really good. That's really versatile for cooking, for drinking, for putting on cereal. Um, it doesn't separate in tea or coffee um, like soy milk would. So I would say if, if you're going to start with something, go for a blended coconut milk or, a, or an oat milk. Okay. but try them all you know see yeah. what see what works for you but uh, you know you might not always want that, that over that background flavor of of nuts in in cooking
0: so go yeah. for something neutral and you were talking before about um kind of fortified milks as well so is that an idea just to kind of keep an eye out on
1: yeah, most of them in the UK are. It's, um, the organic milks don't tend to have any fortification, so they might not have B12 added. But your, your brands that you'll find in store, of course, are, if you know, milks have been fortified. And it's worth just looking on the side. It, you know, you might as well pack in that extra bit of nutrition just with everyday things, popping it in your drink or smoothie.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. It's a lovely idea. I'm just trying to think what else are the really difficult things. I mean, you talked about vegan cheese. Well, so that's a big thing that people <laughs> kind of miss. But you're you know, you're happy to do you make your own or you'll buy you buy stuff?
1: I don't. Um I did make I did get a, a, a vegan cheese kit, yeah, and it's yeah. a bit of a palaver. It's a lovely it's a lovely idea. And if you've got the time, why not? But um yeah, who has the time <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many great vegan cheeses now I really love the almond um, the almond based ones I think they're fantastic the cream cheeses but of course you can buy the smoked varieties you know that you can, basically anything any cheese that you want you can buy vegan Now at Christmas you can buy them with cranberries um, but in the past oh, they were terrible I don't even remember them they were really really bad but now they're absolutely you know, they're fantastic so it's worth just, just substituting if you were buying your cream cheese buy vegan cream cheese um, and just see what you like there's cream cheese with chai you know, there's you can basically match it for, yeah. for what you would like.
0: Yeah, and the same with butter replacement spreads and what have you, kind of margarines and things.
1: Yeah. I you guess choice. you're saying
0: just try, try just stuff try and see. So yeah, like. just
1: switch it. So when you when your butter runs out, and it's it's not just vegan margarines now, some of the big butter butter brands have brought out solid blocks of butter and they're great, salted butter. I was so happy to buy salted butter. Um so yeah, when it, when it runs out, just buy the vegan alternative. And you know, if you're not all that keen on that one, there's there's loads out there. Mm-hmm. That you can try and just just see and get used to and and see what works for you um, but a lot of the vegan margarines and butters are really versatile you can use them in baking spreading you know there's lots of different ways you can use them buttercream of course yeah. for those cupcakes
0: <laughs> still making me <laughs> hungry still making me hungry and we haven't talked about kind of nuts and nut butters which you know i personally could probably eat peanut butter until you know yeah. the cows come home literally i, just, I love it do you use nut butters a lot, and, and how kind of and how I guess? What are your tips for using that in cooking? I do I love peanut butter? I always have, and again, it's another thing. It's such a nutritional powerhouse, isn't it? It's keeping
1: it the cupboard. You can eat it with a spoon when you fancy a snack, but also I use it in savoury cooking. So I might use it as a satay sauce to make a stir fry. That's a really handy midweek meal to do. You know, just stir fry some veg, mix a little bit of peanut butter with some chili flakes and some lime and you've got a it basically um and you can use it in, in baking as well so i always have that in and i do enjoy almond butter as well and that's really delicious and you can make some really nice morning breakfast cookies um with almond butter um but yeah it's great they're full of nutrition and again don't take much
0: cupboard space so it's definitely yeah. worth having a few in yeah and i think people get worried sometimes because they're not you know they're not Calorie free, they're quite calorific, but they're, they're
1: good calories, they're healthy calories. Good so, calories, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you're probably much better to have a spoonful of that than, you know, something lower calorie. I think that's it. People are really afraid of high calorie foods, but it's high density, energy, nutrition. Yeah. You know, so and you it's, and for it's really longer. tasty. Yeah, yeah it'll and keep you full and for longer <laughs> and it's delicious. And you can go and do, you know, you can do your workouts or, or you know, you can you, I think if you start the day, you know, with toast and peanut butter or something, you'll tend to be full till lunch, or you, you know, it's. Yeah.
0: It's actually worked well for the day, definitely. Definitely. I'm just thinking it must have been kind of mad for you. So you went vegan in 2006. Yeah. And just, it was, it's a different place then, wasn't it? Kind of planet vegan. Definitely, yeah. Whereas now, you know, how has it been kind of watching that absolute explosion of the whole plant-based lifestyle and, pop-ups and restaurants and you know cool places all over the place <laughs> my waistline has not appreciated
1: it <laughs> oh, it's been brilliant I mean to see it go from something that definitely wasn't mainstream and then you had to sort of you know had to go to really specialist shops for simple things and my housemates would be like where did you buy that what is that um to be able to just pop anywhere and you know every menu whether it's a chain restaurant or an independent restaurant and it's you know really good quality things as well and um, it's been absolutely fantastic to see to you know to see it just go from from something that was slightly you know to the side to mainstream people talk about it in January you... it's huge isn't it yeah, people... it's huge. what do you think's behind that then I think people are much more aware of what goes into their food and um, I think people people just want a different way of life and if you can have a diet that is um that is less harmful to the environment animals to everything around you and to yourself why would you not go for that when the alternatives are there people are curious as well people um people just want to have a, a try and I think a lot of people who buy the books are not even vegan they just want to, to try something a bit different yeah um, I run some cookery classes as well and they you know I have people come in from there who I had a, a butcher on the course who just wanted to try something different <laughs> you so, know people from different backgrounds yeah. just they're not they're not vegan they just just want to try it they just want to see what it's all about and to incorporate in their daily in their daily eating
0: habits so what are the big surprises then when they're kind of someone like that a butcher comes on your <laughs> one of your courses what what kind of astounds them or amazes them how easy it is that they,
1: I think they think they're going to be boiling things for hours on end and actually it's like how can I make a dinner in 15 minutes or in 10 minutes and they see how easy it is and actually they, they don't have to buy really obscure sounds and ingredients it's things that they can buy in the supermarket that they know exactly exactly what it is so I think in the past I know when I went vegan there was a lot of um, American recipes that was the only thing I could get hold of um, online I say a lot of American recipes, there weren't all that many, but it was mainly American. And mm. there's all these there's ingredients that I'd never heard of. Um, so I think for me, it was about trying to just find ingredients that I would use in normal cooking to make it as easy as possible for myself. And obviously then share that on with other people because it's really not difficult. I don't think you really need too many chefy skills at all to be to cook really good vegan food you just need stock yeah. with ingredients and yeah. some nice
0: fresh ingredients those american recipes always confuse me i never know what an american cup is no ah, yeah what is, a cup? Like, what is that <laughs>
1: yeah I, was just, I remember years ago looking i was trying to find a recipe i think i was looking for something like a like a rocky road type thing or what, some sort of tray bake and then um, the recipe the was like graham crackers and it took me years to find out that they're just digestives
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. now i know <laughs> now we know <laughs> yeah. now we know i <laughs> know and then there's sticks of butter and everything like what is what is that is that just a blog exactly <laughs> (laughs) 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 so much easier (laughs) yeah and the quantity is always really huge that's what i find with american recipes
1: yeah and back in the day it was sugar i mean people are so much more of sugar now but in the day it was like it's so much sugar i used to think really is that much sugar going into the recipe i mean mean, you know sugar's great it's in the right you know in the right quantity and the right time it's a nice treat but you don't want to be eating that much sugar so frequently
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i was going to ask you about sugar it's obviously not strictly speaking a kind of vegan issue but it does kind of form part of that generally kind of healthier approach to what you're eating and being more thoughtful about what you're eating you're pretty common sensey on sugar aren't you I think definitely
1: you know I think used used right it's, it's not a bad thing I think I have a problem with hidden sugars so when somebody buys a can of soup or some cereal for their children and they think they're doing the right thing and actually or even the cartons of soup some of them are really full of sugar as well I think if you're going to eat sugar, you're going to want a cake. You're going to know you're going to be eating sugar. But actually, if you're buying a carton of soup that's labelled quite healthily, but actually it's packed with sugar, that's not fair. You know, that's. So I think at that point you have to really consider what you're eating and just just be aware of what might be in that that healthily packaged carton or yeah. um, packet. So I think it's I think it's grossly unfair that people are sold something that looks healthy that's packed with sugar. But actually, if you want a slice of cake, you know it's going to be full of sugar.
0: Yeah, So I, I, dra- I I'd rather agree. use my sugar for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know breakfast cereals. I'm at such war with my son, my teenage son, because it's it's a blanket no for me in terms of any sugary breakfast cereal, which is probably about ninety nine percent of the <laughs> cereals out there. And he thinks I'm just the meanest person in the world, but that's <laughs> it, is what it is. You,
1: know? you really don't want to start the day with a bowl of that much sugar, surely. <laughs> if you can eat that much sugar, would it not be better to eat a cake?
0: Exactly. Than, you know, and something you, that's packaged. it's much more honest, it's more enjoyable anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's it. And a lot of even pasta sauces that you buy on the shelf, convenient as they are, they're often loaded with sugar. Where if you make your own from scratch, passata garlic oil you just need like a pinch of sugar just to take that acidity away Mm. it doesn't take much at all and so it's just it's it's common sense and sugar's great you know when it's used properly It's, it's a great thing but obviously just not hidden away from people
0: yeah and what else do you use in kind of sort of sugar alternatives maple syrups and
1: honeys and things like that yeah maple syrup's great i love maple syrup and i also use it in in savory cooking so you know going back to harissa just whisk some harissa and some maple together brush it over some aubergine and put it on the barbecue that makes a really great sort of sweet and spicy um dressing um golden syrup's great for cooking don't use it all that much um, and some vegan honeys now as well that are made from i believe it's made from some sort of blossom um wow. i've tried a couple of them and, and they really do, it's, it's rice syrup rice syrup is what it is and um, so it's not the healthiest of option but if you miss it if you think i could just eat honey on my porridge the vegan honeys are actually a really great alternative but i think as a, a another good alternative maple syrup gives you a really good smoky background to what you're eating and that would my preference definitely mm,
0: yeah sounds delicious and then i guess the other big one we haven't covered yet would be eggs so what do you do kind of as an egg replacement um i yeah. guess kind of something like tofu is easy for it's like nice scrambled tofu
1: definitely. kind of more for
0: baking things where it's a bit more complicated what would you what would you do uh, aquafaba works really well so yeah. you, your chickpea water
1: um a lot of vegan recipes so they use like a a buttermilk so it's um you know it's your plant-based milk and it's been separated it sounds really weird separated with um some acidity so lemon juice or some cider vinegar you can't taste it in your baking but it just separates the milk so it gives you buttermilk basically and that gives a really nice velvety texture that works similar to an egg when it's baking so if you ever see that in a recipe, in a cupcake or a cake recipe, that's, that's why that's there. But I find um, aquafaba works really well. If you don't know where you start with it, you can actually buy it packaged on the shelf yeah. now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a really good thing to use. So don't be afraid. Just do make sure that you don't buy the, the salted, the chickpeas in salted water, because that doesn't taste good okay. when it goes into, into a cake. But if you're doing something like, um, if you want a vegan breakfast or um,
0: some nice scrambled, scrambled toffee works really well. People think that's a really strange thing to do, but it tastes great. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Katie, there's so many uh, that conversation was just jam-packed with useful tips and nuggets of advice. It's brilliant. Um, I've learnt loads actually. And I feel like I'm, you know, reasonably decent <laughs> home home cook and family cook. So that's brilliant. Thank you for spending your time with us this morning. Um Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. I always enjoy talking about food. We're also going to go and eat some now. <laughs> I know, that is the downside. You have made me very hungry. I'm ready for a nice big late kind of brunchy Friday brunch breakfast thank you katie thank you have a great day and hopefully we'll
1: talk to you
0: again soon take care (laughs) thank you thanks again see you later that was our special plant-based episode of the healthy podcast brought to you in association with holland and barrett if you liked what you heard remember you can pick up the latest edition of healthy magazine in your local holland and barrett store online at hollandandbarrett.com and via the Holland Barrett app or you can head on over to healthy-magazine.co.uk with some more great plant-based content find out more about katie and her recipes on the Holland About website and if you want some more from katie herself check out her website katiebesco.com where you can find out more about her fab cookbooks too and finally please feel free to subscribe to our regular healthy podcasts on your podcast app and give us a review thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time